Welcome, welcome to episode number 46 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Daraj Dolat Shahi, and my two co-pilots for this evening's wild, crazy adventure is Carlos Buarguayo and the one and only champion still, mm-hmm. Les Crunch Crunch is more. Gonzalez. There you go. Yeah, you forgot your fucking last name. That's good. <laughs> I, a, I don't say Gonzalez. I, oh, I say it usually? Less is more Gonzalez. I think so. Yeah. Whatever. As a champion, you don't say champion. it anymore. Yeah. Well, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Guys, I know we're supposed to have the great Amanda Ward on this evening, but unfortunately, she had to reschedule because Steel Saunders has a big event in Los Angeles and she had completely forgot it was this week. So they had to head down there early. So no problem at all. We'll have her on soon, hopefully in a couple of weeks. And I know we have a couple of um, – we're going to have Dominic Jones from Star Wars Underworld next week. And the week after that, we have scheduled uh, Tracy Gardner from Ooh. Rebel Girl. So hopefully – and then we're going to have Adam. Oh, that's yeah, right. Adam on here. Adam Stafford. Mm. Are you going to sneak us into another geek throwdown, dude? No, no, no. Sneaky. No, no <laughs> geek throwdown. We're going to have him on as well. And then we'll have Amanda in there. And if maybe we'll reschedule some stuff and move stuff around. But can't wait to have her on. So. That'll be cool to talk to Adam again. He's, yeah, yeah. He's, Adam. He's been holding a grudge. He's been training like Rocky. And you're, he has your picture on his uh, on his little mirror in uh, Russia right now. Ooh, I don't think that's for training, though. Ah, ah. Uh, 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 uh. I mean, could it be like those scenarios where all of a sudden you just end up in your in a fight, like a random bar fight with someone, and it's like your deadliest enemy, <laughs> and they're like actually trying to you're like, what the fudge? This guy's trying to kill me. Did you just say fudge? Yeah, I said you're fudge. allowed to say fuck on the. You show. can say it. yeah, go for it. Fudge. Let's let the listeners know our crazy evening last night. Oh man! So we finally got to go see. We've been talking about this forever, forever but we went to a concert last night. We saw Tool and Primus and Crystal Method and another the Melvins. They also mm-hmm. played. And it was fucking amazing. Yes. Great, great time. Great show. Tool did not disappoint. Mm-mm. They were unbelievable musically, visually crazy. I even got into a little pit. Yes, you did. I haven't done that in a long time. Like a fire pit. It was literally a fire pit. A fiery pit. On the lawn. And Washington. I rolled around. I have a lot of videos of this, by the way. Yeah. Which is very cool. Wanted to give shout outs to uh, first one, Haas, for 
propping tool up so much that Boo wanted to go see yes, him. Yes, thank you for the playlist, Haas. Yeah, and you made Boo a Buddy Boo playlist. So, Haas, <laughs> thank you. You were there in spirit. Yes, I, you were. You were definitely there in spirit. I mm-hmm. sent a video to Haas this morning That's of, good. of one of our... Are, uh, one of the songs, and you hear me go, Hawsey Haws! All drunk. So, Haws, I apologize. I already talked to him about that. So, I apologize for that one. That was great. And then also, we had people that listened to the show were with us. Yeah. We have Adrian. Adrian was with us. He was there. We couldn't get a hold of him because mm-hmm. the service sucked so bad. Yeah, that was awful. Yeah. And then Andrew Medina, who actually does our social media, our social media director, That's Andrew right. Medina. He was with us. We went with him. We partied at his house and we took Ubers there. And then Bert, Bert's a listener. Bert, Andrew's right. cousin. He listened to us. So shout out to all them and everybody we went with. Manny, it was a great time. Manny came through. Manny also. came down. Yeah. What am I missing? Manny. That's right. Manny came down. So we, this was like a Sith list tool show. It was like a Sith Lapooza. <laughs> Sith Palooza? Sith Palooza. Let's uh, give some shenanigans out. You can find the Sith list on Instagram on. Just look up The Sith List. We have a Facebook site, Andrew Medina, the guy we just talked about. He's mm-hmm. the one that runs it. He also does our Instagram, at The Sith List, at symbol Sith List Podcast for the Facebook page. Email us, thesithlist at gmail.com. You can ask us questions, give us some thoughts. You can even record your little voicemail and send it that way. And if you don't want to do that, you want to make it a lot easier, just call our hotline, 707-65-GEEK1. That's 707-654-3351. Nice, huh? That was good. That was a good voice. And we have a T Public user Yari2112, J-A-R-I-2112. You can just look up the Sith list. And we're working, also working on some new things coming up. Ooh. Can't really say just yet, but exciting new things. Car we're wraps. in the lab, everybody. What would you say? Car wraps. Car wraps. We're gonna wrap people's cars in Sith list logo. Oh, that would be that would be pretty amazing. I wanted to take some stickers yesterday and just start posting everywhere in the bathrooms, but I was afraid the tool fans were gonna piss on it. You mean defacing public property or yes. private property at that point? Private yeah, property, why yes. not? Wow, people started but I did a fire. Not do that. <laughs> people, people did, did start, start a fire. fire. Smokey was pissed. Yes, Smokey was pissed. All right, let's get into some geekdom. You guys ready? Let's do it. All right, so we have box office this week. And we have a little review for you. We're not going to go on forever about this review because there's not much to say. But not really. Transformers was number one at this week's box office with 45 – weekend's box office with $45.3 million. Cars 3, 25.175. And it looks like Wonder Woman tied with Cars so far, 25.175 as well. That's pretty good. So Wonder Woman actually surpassed Batman versus Superman domestically. Mm. And it also passed Man of Steel. Oh, shit. Transformers had the worst opening in their franchise's history. Ouch. With good reason, too. Yeah. We're going to get into that in a second. Yes, And then are. Cars 3 is doing solid. It's solid enough because people didn't think that the kids would relate to this Cars one. And it's still making money. It's a different kind of story. Really? I've heard. Yeah. It's oh, not okay. your typical kids' Cars thing. Hmm. And the previews, if you watch the previews, it kind of feels that way. They're trying to make it more of like a serious tone. Yeah. I haven't seen it, so um, if anybody has seen that, please let us know. So let's get into the Transformers review. Stewie, do you want to be the Autobots or the Decepticons? What's with all these labels, man? Autobots, Decepticons, gay, straight, just pick a few robots and let's party. You want to go first, Bill? Sure. You go ahead. You know, this being the fifth one, you know, it's kind of, 
It's getting old. I do have to admit it's getting old. You know, Wait seeing, a minute. You are saying it's oh, getting yeah. old. Oh, yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, seeing the Transformers, they're awesome. They're really cool. Optimus Prime, of course, is awesome. Bumblebee and all that. Um, what is it? Uh, Anthony Hopkins in this movie kind of saves it. I thought he did a fantastic job. He did it. Uh, he he really uh, he knew what his character was and he rocked it. So he did a really good job. He made the movie tolerable, which was good. The action scenes, of course, are great. As far as within the five movies, I'd say this is probably the third best one because uh, four and and three sucked. Um, so it'd probably be like one, two, and five in in my in my uh, ranking of it. I, I thought this was the best. This is only a second one, but I thought Marco Wahlberg did better in this one than he did in the first one. Did you call him Marco Wahlberg? Did I call him Marco? Marky Mark? Marky Mark and Marky the Funky Mark Bunch. Yeah. Marco Wahlberg. Marky Mark. I, I can call him Dirk Diggler too, but yeah, I thought I thought he did better in this one than he did in the fourth one. I thought it was I thought it was good. The uh, you thought it was what? I thought it was it was all right. <laughs> it see as far as the other two kind of burned me. This kind of okay, so you're saying brought me back they were a better bit. than the last two. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was better than number three. Yes. Right. Three was with, with Shia LaBeouf still, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Three three was Shia LaBeouf and not Megan Fox. Okay. Yeah. All right, Les. Go ahead. Thank you, Boo. Mm-hmm. That movie was such a fucking clusterfuck. <laughs> wow. Go that ahead. That shit ran upon itself so much it couldn't get out of its own goddamn way. <laughs> Optimus Prime is on screen for, what, 12 minutes? By the way, spoilers, people. So if you don't want to be spoiled, oh, too bad. We're yeah. going to save you yeah, fucking dude, Yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Come so on, man. Don't, you don't need to see fuck it. it. No. <clears throat> okay, go ahead. I have to apologize to my girlfriend for having her at this movie. She I picked never. it. She did. I pushed her to pick it. She did go ahead and agree, and it's I either, am so sorry. Did you tell her it's either this movie or we go home? I no, <laughs> but still, did you tell uh, her it was going to be more than meets the eye? It was. It, she, she was sticking holes, like she was just putting objects in her eyes at some point. Dude. Uh, oh, okay, I won't go there. Yeah, it whoa. was horrible. Let's, let's, it let's, was a horrible yeah, movie. It just ran upon itself so much. There was just you're going. Okay, what's going on here? What's going on here? What is what is happening here? What is? Oh, it was just ugh, ugly. Ugly. And and in even the dramatic moments, yes, the actors are, are doing their best to act because that's what their professional title is, is acting. But man, you just go, come on, guys, just blow stuff up. Just just <laughs> just keep blowing stuff up. It, that's it is. Oh, I can't I can't go on how awful this was. It okay. was it was awful. OK, well, thank you for that. And it was too long. That's that's my final point. Yeah. Okay. Too fucking long. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my real quick one. I'll give you the good news first. The good news first is Anthony Hopkins was great in it, mm-hmm. and he was funny. Yeah, you yeah, really he was. don't see him funny very often. Yeah, no, he did. A he good was job. funny. He was great. The special effects just keep getting better and better. They, it, it is a little clusterfuck with Transformers transforming and fighting. It's always been that way. I don't think they'll ever be able to fix it unless they go back to the G1 models mm-hmm. and make it like more streamlined. So that's the good news. The bad news is that the movie in my opinion, was a clusterfuck, like Les said. Yes. It was too long, way too long, like Boo said. It felt like a three-and-a-half-hour movie, which I think was only two-and-a-half-hour movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was two-and-a-half. And, a half, and yeah. it's an unfortunate because it definitely felt like a, a fucking Oliver Stone film. <laughs> it was way too long. There was actors and, and characters in it that were unnecessary. There's a group of kids in the beginning. You kind of feel like it's going to be a Goonies vibe, <laughs> a, a, a Stranger Things vibe in the very mm-hmm. beginning. 
and then all of a sudden they're gone mm-hmm. and you don't see them ever again. Mm-hmm. The ending was convoluted. Optimus Prime isn't in it that much. And when he is in it, it's a typical Optimus Prime doing a speech. Yeah, it was bad. Was it worse than the last two? No. But that doesn't mean that much. No. It was the third best one. And that still doesn't mean that much. <laughs> Only reason I went to tell you the truth. Well, not really. We probably would have saw it. But we got a T-Mobile Tuesday for $4. Yes, we did. So we got a 3D experience. We saved about 15 bucks. Yep. <laughs> and I still thought it was shit when I walked out. Yeah, don't see it. And, you know, the, hopefully the next one, and we're going to talk about the next one in a second. Well, uh, well, actually, the Bumblebee one in a second. We're going to confirm a couple of things. Um, is going to be better. So. And it's not over. Oh, here's the thing. It's not it's over. It's not fucking over either. It, it, this Mar- is... Mark Wahlberg might be over with it. Yeah, it's not over. It's not over. There's a, there's a cut scene at the mm-hmm. end. What, fucking... what really threw me off and pissed me off, that there's always been Transformers fighting on the side of humankind and oh, helping yeah, the outcome of, of human, turning the tide, or at least steering humanity in this great... In, in the directions to make us who we are today. It's like, really? They were there with King Arthur? Like, I mean, I get it. The whole King Arthur thing is fantastical. Surely there was a great king. Yeah, yeah. Arthur, let's talk about that for a second. So it, all that. It was but, pretty much three different type of movies. Yes, it was. It like, was. <laughs> okay, here's a big fucking crazy fault that I have in it, right? Go ahead. So the, the King Arthur part is like a separate movie, right? They try to Game of Thrones at big time. Yeah. Like yes. a big ripoff of Game yes. of Thrones. Then they go into like... Like the world is in peril. Oh, the middle one, yeah. Right. Yes. In the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. About, right. Mm-hmm. Then they go to London where everything, everybody's going to school and everything's just fucking fine. And, and no, in other parts what, of the world are just a fucking fuck? okay. Yeah, exactly. You have like these alien transformers. Yes. Coming down each week and mm-hmm. hitting the water, mm-hmm. but people are like going about their business like nothing is going nothing on. Nothing is going on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This is not world shaking events. These are not cataclysmic events. Yeah. Yeah, this is like a dead zone, like a, no. a, a radiation fucking dead zone. And it looks like half of the, the city is flattened. Chicago. Yes. Oh, and Chicago. it's like, okay, yeah. Chicago's been wiped off the map pretty much. That was, uh, that was a soldier field. Yeah. And then, soldier but field then like the Raj said, you go to other locales and other locations fine. and you're like, well, they don't even, there's not even a headline. No, like, no, it's no, not no. even a Let's presence. talk about this. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about how they try to rip off Suicide Squad. With oh, the way they filmed and it, listen to this, guys. They introduce the Decepticons Horribly. like there's some urban at risk youth just these, that are these trying hood to like, like convicts. Hood. Just hood like convicts. convicts. Yeah. Like, come on, y'all. Was, you don't have to do and that. And they the, the style was very suicide squad, you notice? Mm-hmm. And they all had these like Yeah, baby, what's up? kind of voice. You're like and stupid. You're a names. transformer, dude. Like <laughs> yeah. why are you trying to talk? Oh, just oh. awful. And then if, 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 if we're going to not spoiler warning this shit, um, the Unicron portion. Yeah. That annoyed the shit out of me. Yeah. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? We finally get Unicron and he's the planet Earth. Yes. I was, I was sitting there and I was, I was, I was livid. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Guys, we just spoiled the shit out of this, but we did it on purpose. That is something something I've been waiting for is Unicron and they. Fuck it up and they make him planet Earth. How is he going to transform? Here's how, how, what's going to happen to the planet? You know what I mean? Gajil, he's not going to because he's the fucking planet Earth. Yes, we live on Unicron. Yeah. How about that? What? Everyone? All right. That All doesn't right. make sense. You know, the irony of it was, is I'm listening to Rogue One. Hey, Star Wars podcast for winners. And. 
Haas and Johnny are going back and forth and he's just like, and Haas is just saying it. He's literally speaking to me, but I cannot, I couldn't stop myself. And I still went and saw the movie, damn it. Okay, so that was our review, but here's some, some good news. A rainbow in the, uh, in the horizon. Silver lining, everyone. Thank you, that too. I was trying to do rainbow because it's, it's Pride Week, isn't it Pride Week? That's it is right, Pride yeah, Week. that's it right. Is. I was trying it to shoot week. that out there. That's good. For our LGBTQ that's listeners right. out there, God mm-hmm. bless you, mm-hmm. and uh, happy Pride Week to you. Yeah. Now, they are going to do that Bumblebee spinoff. But before this is going to be before Transformers 6 rolls out, which is great because I don't give a fuck about that series. <laughs> I am kind of excited about this Bumblebee series. We talked about this with Johnny Grosso last week about how he wants to see the Beetle. And then you were like, are you sure? And I was like, you know what? Boo's got a point. You never know. You never know with these fucking guys and Michael Bay. Well, they have confirmed that rather than be set after the last King's events, the Bumblebee movie will take place in the 80s. And visit back in a time will allow moviegoers to see the cars that harken back to the early years of the property. When asked what type of vehicle he would like to see in Transformers turn into, producer Lorenzo Di Bonaventure had to say. That we haven't done? Oh, I don't know. You know, I'm looking forward to the Bumblebee movie reliving the 80s Transformers and what those kind of cars can look like. I think that's going to be really fun. So they are going to do the 80s G1 Bumblebee. Which? As much as they can. Which if I would imagine you guys are did watch the movie. I think we saw Bumblebee in Beetle form in the movie. We did, and in I didn't understand early, that either. Early, early yes. Beetle form, yeah. Yes. And that was the nineteen. They they t- turned the tide in World War Two yeah. and stormed <laughs> Hitler's bunker. Yeah, let's. That's right. Bumblebee yeah. was there, firing off, blasting off shots. Ugh. You see, like uh, Anthony Hopkins has pictures of Bumblebee, or no, not Bumblebee, but separate Transformers being throughout time like there's a civil war one there's all this other shit and like this has never been never been talked about yeah so that's one thing i said like yeah how would you not know that in history yeah yeah, exactly and then why has he been here for so long did the optimus prime ship him out did he say you know go here that kind of thing why did he not communicate because when optimus prime came to planet earth he had no idea what the fuck's going on you know so what so they don't communicate or what's so that that's going to take they knew that the Wit Wiki family was important. Yes, and that, that I like that connection that they it, drew, it worked. Yeah, but there's just some stuff where you go, "Come on, now, yeah. everybody, this is getting." I mean, as ridiculous as it is, yes, we are talking about Transformers, <laughs> but come on, there is no reason whatsoever to to do all these things or to just posit certain things you don't need to put out there. Mm-hmm. Just don't. That's it. So, just wanted to give you guys that news at least. At least be interesting to see where they're going to go with the Transformers with this 80s version. It's not just going to be Bumblebee. You can't just have a movie with just see, Bumblebee. That's, got, Bumblebee's going to have some kind of enemy. That's right? what I was wondering because who else is, well, of course there's there's bad guys, but who else is going to be there to to help him and why and why haven't they been prevalent prior? Well, are they all going to die or you know what I mean? So well, if, if, if it's those, a Bumblebee those movie, those scenes that you saw was a direct setup for this Bumblebee and yeah. whatever standalone to give you an idea that give, this yeah, is happening. Exactly. Yeah. The story group, quote mm-hmm. unquote. Yeah. See, but, but then, but then in, the, in that in that World War Two scene, there was two Transformers. There was Bumblebee who was the bug, yeah. and then there was some other guy behind him who was a truck. Right. I don't know. Our Transformers it? historian Mike Pappas and Johnny Grosso, please let please us know who the yeah, fuck yeah. that my, dude was. My question is this, and it, and that'd be great if they could answer this. If I'm not mistaken, in the original series, animated series. Humans didn't know 
No, they had no idea. The only ones who knew were Spike and his dad. Yeah, what is it? It's robots in disguise. That's the whole yes. thing. Yeah. Robots in disguise. All of a sudden, we're being given this whole thing that they're they, they were, been through history. They were with us. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. They have kind of the Wolverine kind of thing where Wolverine helps out. And, yes. And they knew. And oh, it's kind of yeah. very but much like the Watchmen, the Watchmen thing where that they, they helped. Right. Yes. Oh and, yeah, and, they, and, you know, okay, they, but they, those they work when Vietnam. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but those work because you can use them as covert operatives. Yeah, not a giant well, thirty that's foot twenty. Well, that's fucking that's what they robot. use them yeah. though. If this stupid cutscene acted like he was a, a commando, covert, a commando. Yeah. So let's say the you know all these uh it, yeah I'm done whatever I'm yeah. done let's yeah. fucking yeah. done just done mm-hmm. and we're not gonna talk Transformers for another fucking year. Done with Transformers. That's a lie. We're gonna try. Okay, so there's other news. You know, they're making a Twilight Zone movie. Did you see uh, that? A remake or, yeah, or uh, brand new story? Great question. Uh, I think it's going to be maybe a combination of both. Twilight Zone is gaining momentum at Warner Brothers, which has tapped Christine Lavoff to pen the screenplay. Hmm. Warner Brothers has been developing the project since 2009. Wow. The last major development came in 2013 when, with Oblivion director Joseph Poisky. But they actually finally got a contract with Christine Lavaf to write it. Hmm. Here's the interesting thing. The Twilight Zone is set up at Leonardo DiCaprio's APN Way, where DiCaprio is producing with his partner, Jennifer Davidson Clorian. Okay. Well, so good. DiCaprio is going to be producing the Twilight Zone film. It that's looks very like. good. Yeah. That's a um, potential minefield because people have a really close, uh, was it love for uh, oh, Twilight yeah. Zone? Oh, yeah. So you can't fuck that up. And no. then also some of those stories are some of the best, not scary stories, but thrilling, very well written, interesting stories that have ever been written. Yes. So what do you guys? Okay, so for the first Twilight Zone movie took some of their like top Did stories, he, yeah, like the the cream their of the top crop episodes, yeah. and made them into the made them parts of the movie. Yeah. So what do you think they'll do now? First do you think they'll Zone, go- the first Twilight Zone movie was full of controversy because of the death that happened with John Landis's version of it. That's right, the on on set death mm, yes. with the helicopter Vic going Moro. into the water, killing a little family. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh, not good. The question is: Is which uh, episodes do you think they pull from now to make this movie? That's do you think they still yeah. do talking the one Tina. talking that Tina. would be the uh, best because uh, talking Tina is kind of like what we have with with Annabelle, Anna, Annabelle and all these other ones that's like the first one mm-hmm. the conjure yes the conjuring yeah conjuring hello my name is talking Tina and I'm going to kill you probably be a pretty cool one yeah. talking Tina would be pretty cool mm-hmm and then, and then you said new stories, too fresh. Yeah, fresh stories. Fresh Maybe ideas. I don't know. I, haven't, ah, I didn't. Okay. That, that wasn't reported, but I would imagine you would think you would that, have to. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, times well, change. Think- times have changed, and it'd be interesting to have something. Uh, you know, uh, what is it? What if there was zero internet? Kind of thing, you know, a story oh, like of, that. Yeah, they, they could said that. instead of instead of the guy being alone on Earth and you know he uh, all he has is the books. books. And, you know, yeah, you know, there's a was everybody's a here. Oh, oh yeah. so good that ending. Uh, everybody's here, but there's zero internet. That'd be an interesting thing. You know, stuff like that. There's modern stories that you can create that would be kind of cool to see. Very cool. Yeah, I can't wait. Should be interesting. Hopefully, he's not a dud. Hopefully, he's. Good. I know we want original ideas and stories all the time, but I don't mind going with the uh, Twilight Zone no. going back no, to that it, well. And like creep exactly. Show and I was just I about to, to say, yeah. And, and there's some things you can just go back to and pull from mm-hmm. that we can take and we'll go, okay, so they're going to do something good with this. This is cool. We'll take it. Yeah. yeah. 
So there's that Twilight Zone, and that was reported actually by Cinema Blend, I believe. Mm. So credit to Cinema Blend. Yes. World War Z Part Two has officially signed a director. Yeah, I've been waiting for that movie for a long. Well, you're gonna time. be happy. I'm happy with this director, and this is this director doesn't normally take on sequels, especially that aren't his. He's done it once before, and he got shit on for it. But it has been confirmed by the Hollywood Reporter that David Fincher, oh shit, officially has signed on to direct World War Z Two. With Brad Pitt in a leading role once again. Oh, so he's being, he's gonna be back. Okay, yeah. that's cool. He and did a pretty it's good his production company, Plan B, that did the first one. Brad ah. So Paramount Chief Jim Galapagos. I got the hard words this week. Guys. Yeah, you got all the names. I literally <laughs> had to say Dolat Shahi, and then all the other ones. Come on, <laughs> give me a break. They're in advanced development on the sequel, and he confirms that Fincher and Pitt are involved. So that is cool. This has been this has been the rumor for some time. We have stories going back almost a year that linked. The Fight Club and Zodiac director to the open chair for World War Z to a sequel to a surprise hit for Brad Pitt's and his Plan B Entertainment. Interesting that Fincher wanted to do a sequel yeah. to this. I know he did the one of the Alien sequels, right? Yes, he Plus, did. Yes, and he, did. he got a lot of shit for that from the studio. Well, he ended up just battling with the producers, and I think he blocked them from the set, and just yeah, they're they're sticking their nose in there, and he's like, I think me and Joss Whedon got this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's get into some real like, geekdom, geekdom. You ready for some geekdom, geekdom? We didn't get to talk about this, but X-Men news. Hmm. Yeah, this was a couple weeks ago, but we never really talked talked about it last week. Cinema Ben's Matt Wood had a cool article up about how James McAvoy took social media to confirm that he is indeed returning as Charles Xavier for the X-Men Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So we didn't talk about the Dark Phoenix and the confirmation of everybody that's going to be in it. Mm-hmm. How cool okay. is this? Fantastic Four and X-Men writer, screenwriter, Simon Kinberg has been tapped to direct the upcoming X-Men film. What is he? Wait a minute. So wait, he was a writer at first and now he's going to helm the movie? That's what it looks like, ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Entertainment Weekly reported that one as well. Okay. Uh, Kinberg's directorial debut after producing several films in the X-Men universe, including Dead Men and Logan. So he's like got crazy success. Including mm. um, Dead what? Deadpool? Deadpool. Did I say Dead Man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Deadpool and Logan. Dead Man's a DC hero. Mm-hmm. Ooh, nice. Joining him are returning cast members uh, from X-Men Apocalypse, James McAvoy, Jennifer Lawrence, Michael Fassbender, Sophie Turner, and all the others in the film. <laughs> Dark Phoenix is another attempt on Fox's part to tell the classic Dark Phoenix storyline from the comics taking place in the <laughs> 90s. Dark Phoenix will reportedly see the X-Men take on Lilandra. Oh, they're going to actually do the Shi'ar? That's good. Word. Queen Lilandra. But they don't fight Lilandra. But she go is, ahead. Well, she don't is be the- a stickler. She's the leader of the interstellar Shiara Empire, just like you just said, played by newcomer Jessica Chastain. She's going to be Queen Lalandra? Yep. And the otherworldly Phoenix Force. The last time the X-Men were up against the Force was in The Last Stand, a movie so poorly received that the franchise went out of its way to erase it from their series (laughs) timeline. Yeah, they did. So they said, (laughs) fuck that. So that was a report from the Entertainment Weekly. But this is what you guys think. This is all of them are coming back. The rumors were that Fastbender was coming back and McAvoy wasn't coming back. What was great was McAvoy, he teased that you guys could see this. With the Clippers. Yeah, he that teased that cool. he just had a slow-mo shot on Instagram oh, of Clippers awesome. coming up. Yeah, and he turned them on. Yeah, He turned them on. Oh, <laughs> it was really cool. He's awesome, man. Yeah, I yeah. love him. So what do you think about this, Les? You being an X-Men expert. Well, now that they've mentioned that uh, Lilandra will be in there, that's great. Because that's ultimately what happens. The, the main battle, the main climax is going to be on the moon, the other side of the moon. Is it the dark side? Yeah, the blue side. Mm-hmm. 
apparently there's all kinds of stuff that happens on that side of the moon. So, yes, the fact that they'll have the Shi'ar, and, and you know what, maybe this is Fox's way of saying, screw you and your Guardians of the Galaxy, and introducing all these cosmic... The cos- mm-hmm. This is their version of the This cosmic. is us taking... Because the Shi'ar are a massive race and empire in the in Marvel Cosmic. Like, they're always clashing with someone. They usually do interact with the X-Men a lot, but they've run into the Avengers. Uh, they've run into other heroes, Captain Marvel. They've run into Quasar. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy have had to deal with them. Maybe we might even get... a. I'm asking for too much. I'm going to stop. Oh, go ahead. Ask for it, buddy. Go ahead. Maybe we might get to see Cyclops' father. Ooh. Corsair. Papa Clops? Papa Clops. <laughs> so, Papa yeah. Clops. I Triclops. like that. No, no. That's funny. <laughs> Papa Clops. Uh, yeah. Uh, Cyclops' dad is Corsair, who leads the interstellar uh, race of, or interstellar band of pirates called the Star Jammers. And they, their whole thing is just to fuck with the Shi'ar Empire. Yeah, you're asking for way just, too much. Just, yeah, I probably am. But that'd be cool to tease. It would. Or to have his father there and, you know, he's like, oh shit, there's my dad. Yeah. Papa! Yeah. What was that, uh, the uh, whale movie that Ron Howard made? In the Heart ago? of the Sea? There you go. Yeah, I was hoping I'd see Moby Dick's dad. Papa Boner? Yes! <laughs> All right, I digress. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> Yeah, it'll probably. I, let's hope they they've been putting together some okay movies, some pretty solid ones. Apocalypse was pretty good, so I like the idea. You like the Apocalypse because a lot of people didn't like Apocalypse. I like no, it. No. I don't see why people. It didn't was like solid. It. They we can go on about what they didn't do right and what they could have done. It is what it is. Right. I, I like Fox though firing a shot at. If this is them, they're firing a shot across Marvel's bow yeah. by saying we're going to go ahead and introduce a, a major cosmic race. In, into the into our franchise, so okay. that pretty much locks away the Shi'ar. Or they've been here the entire time, like in Transformers. What do we say about talking about Transformers? <laughs> and you know what? They could do that with the scrolls, which was a secret invasion, mm-hmm. one of the greatest comic storylines out there. So there you have it. There's your X Men news. Sorry, we didn't get to that earlier. We should have got to that earlier. Shame on us. I'm going to hit myself in the hand. Ow. <laughs> now, Spidey. We have some Spidey info. Ooh. Not only do we have Spider Man's. People finally get to talk about what they've seen on the big screen. They got they get not a full review, but initial internet, Twitter reactions. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in a second. Spidey villains may be getting a spinoff. Hmm. Yes. Movie or? Yeah. Well, let me tell you, Les. Okay. In a detailed story about Marvel and so how they came together to work on Spider-Man, the Hollywood Reporter mentions that projects centered around Craven the Hunter yes. and Mysterio are in works. Huh. No other details about these movies were revealed, but the article noted that Sony wants to build a world gradually. Wow, what a surprise. The studio wants to build something like Marvel has. and mm-hmm. With Marvel pulling the strings. Right, yeah, really. Rather yeah. to rush to it, which is good. Mm-hmm. Which is good. That's the problem that DC has, right? Rushing to things like that. Which is what they are planning to do with the Sinister Six back when the Amazing Spider-Man series was still running. Okay, so that's what they were going to do with the Sinister Stick, and now they've kind of like, I think they've shelved it for a little bit. Yep. That movie was eventually canceled, but the studio is still keen on shining the spotlight on other Spider-Man villains besides Venom. But rather than bring such evildoers together in a team setting, Kraven and Mysterio will start in their own stories. Very now, cool. question for both of you. How would they do standalone? Are they like Venom, which they're anti-hero type of characters, or are they just Kraven and Mysterio? Are they just evil characters? Mysterio is a full-on bad guy. Craven is n- not. He's like a half bad guy, half good guy. Most so of he's the time. like an anti-hero. I don't, I don't know if they should do that. Yeah. I think they should just 
I don't know why what the I, the concept would be to have movies about the villains. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. It to me. doesn't make sense. But if they're gonna find a way, then they'll find a way. Craven is not so much a villain; he's just a Spider-Man nemesis, mm-hmm. meaning that he doesn't do evil things. He's not like on bent, hell bent on world domination <laughs> or petty crimes or anything <laughs> like that. He's just Craven the Hunter, mm. and his whole thing is, is about hunting the big game and yeah, taking he's, down he's the best hunter in the, the world. Big game, and he's the best hunter in the world. No prey will escape him when he gets their scent in his nostrils. He can track anybody. Yeah. His whole thing was is that he he was like the crocodile hunter. So he'd walk <laughs> around and just like, hey, and he'd go hunt stuff down. Crikey, they're powerful animals. Sometimes they'll actually kill their prey just with the force, the ferocity of that hit and the fangs going in. That's how powerful they are. Just do this kind of shit so I can fucking edit in sound bites of these kind of things. Yeah, I do that, man. You say crocodile hunter, you know that. But he was basically, he he led safaris and he had a televised thing and he was, you know, my next big hunt is this boar and he would go and fight this thing and ah ha ha, look at me. But he made the mistake of saying, I'm going to take down Spider-Man. And he had a crew go with him and he couldn't beat Spider-Man. And it was on TV and he was massively embarrassed. So he ends up, yeah, I could tell you this whole thing, but I'm going to leave it there. You guys think that... A movie about a villain can be successful. You know? No. Yeah, you can't. No. Right? I, yeah, like I, I agree with Les. I don't see their, their whole plan here. The Sinister, the Sinister Six made sense because it's a bunch of them, but having separate movies about separate characters is kind of, is kind of then we, odd. Isn't, isn't that essentially what the Suicide Squad is? Yeah, but the thing is, the Suicide Squad is used for certain things. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, Amanda so. Waller is like, I'm going to use these bad guys that we have incarcerated to get the other shit done that nobody else is going to do. No, I I get the story. So that's, that's the whole difference. I think you don't, why can't you do that with these other, because they're not, that's not their thing because they're six because they're just bad guys. Now they're, they're they're not pushed to be good people or or do good things. Okay. Here's a question. Here's a question. Here's a question. Would you not go see a film? If the unfortunate circumstances of Heath Ledger didn't happen, would you not go see a Joker only film? With Heath Ledger as but you can't do that. We but I'm asking you this. a question. Would you not want to see that film? I would give it a shot. You're right. But that's because it's the Joker. Thank it's you. Not that's, that's what I was Craven. He is it's one of the greatest yeah. in the history of comic books. And yeah. that would be great because you, here's the thing. We talked about this. You can't have certain things without certain things. Oh, okay. So you can't have certain things. things go, so you can't things have a bit of movie. That you can't have certain things. No, so they go hand Johnny, in hand. we talked about this with Grosso. Yeah. We, we say this. You can't have a Venom movie without Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can't have Joker without way. Batman. And no. That will, and you know what? And they can do like they did in the Suicide Squad, which was... He, he just made appearances. He had, and that was that. He, nah, flopped, he came here, came there. Bullshit. Batman was there. He The presence was there. So you knew it. Now, you can have a Joker movie, and yes, either his origin or just some crazy thing he's going to be doing. And then let's a just Joker be honest. A Joker origin story, boo. Not, not, let's just say with Heath Ledger. A Joker just a origin Joker story. Origin Don't you story want to know? General. Don't you want to okay. know how okay, the Joker but became see, But see, the, the, you're, you're creating another issue. You have to see him as the Joker. He has to turn it. You can have his origin, but at the the third act of the movie has to have him being yes. the Joker. Yes. Which yes. means he has to fight 
Batman. Well, he was a Joker for a while before Batman even Well, he doesn't have to fight Batman, but am he I right? can do something that can attract Comic Batman's book expert, attention. Champion, oh, my champion. Yes. He was he was, not a Joker before? No, and then Batman basically made it to where he could fully come out to the scene. Right. So he was like ba- they, doing they, his thing. They can't live without each other. Yes. And yeah. then Batman, he's like, I can be me now. I no, can do what I no, want to do. Now. I, I understand that. But in a movie, in a movie sense and to make money, you need, because like you said, you know, you know, was yeah, you, you can't, can't have things about certain things or things they go hand in hand. You think of the Joker, the next thought you have is Batman. Batman. Sure, great. So, so that has to happen for it to make sense to people. Okay, so so, but but so, but having a a Craven the Hunter okay. and a Mysterio movie no, no, doesn't make this. sense. Wait, wait, wait. they're doing this. it with the uh, the Sin City, Gotham Street City. What is it called? Sirens. The sirens. Gotham yeah. City Sirens. Gotham City Sirens. Uh, is Joker going to be in that film? And no, that, but no. but I understand can, what. But but you can't have a Harley Quinn film without the Joker in it. Well, you can have Gotham yeah, City no, yeah, Sirens without yeah, you, them because all yeah, that can. is is yeah. all that is is someone took a story took set, had an idea and said let's just have these ladies go crazy and it's a, basically a Thelma and Louise. Yeah, no, I know mm-hmm. it's going to be another yeah. one. So I, get wait, that I'm just part. I'm just yeah. trying to just poke at the bear. No, I, no, I, I know what you're I, saying. I, I, Completely, hundred uh, percent agree with both of you guys. Yeah. I, I, just I just wanted to see what your take yeah, was. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I just think there's certain. The uh, there you go. Yeah. There are certain. There's just certain properties where you say, okay, we have to do this this way, but you can have a girls' night out kind of thing with the Gotham City side with the not the sirens. It'd be cool if it's like like a bachelorette kind of thing. Party yes, so you could have them just like I'm screw just the boys. It's it's time for the girls to do their thing, mm-hmm. and they just go crazy and do their and they just yuck it up. You can't have, I mean, you can have a Joker movie and that would be great. I think it'd be a dramatic thing from him from childhood mm-hmm. to, you yeah. know, teenage years to adulthood to him proving himself to the mob and proving himself as the Joker. And then all of a sudden him going, we got a big job for you. And then it turns and the end of it turns to where the bat signals up in the air. Mm-hmm. That's a pitch right there. I just do an elevator pitch. See, 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 you can no, have but, Jerome from Gotham play a young Joker. Ooh. Oh, see, see, but he's the, good, he's good enough. Well, okay, this is this is just nitpicking here, but see, I like not knowing who my Joker is. Yeah, I do too. I oh, like yeah, so he see, can be I, assassin. I, 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 I understand side. people. People want to know. I like knowing or not knowing who this madman is, why he does the things he does. Well, honestly, he doesn't know why the things he does, but not there's no rhyme or reason. I like I like being totally out of the loop and terrified. Not even Batman knows who the fuck he is, and and you know stuff like that. So I the, uh, so, so there's no reason to have an origin story where his name is Johnny well, or qu- Jason Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He became yeah, the Joker. Know, a question yeah. for you again. So 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 that's just a, a nitpick. Yeah, thing. no, no, I understand, I, that. I, and I, I like I that about him too. And yeah. I thought that's a cool thing mm-hmm. that Heath Ledger's Joker did was change, yeah. change his story. Yeah, yeah, he has like seventeen different origins. Yeah. yeah, but if I'm not mistaken, the Killing Joke. Don't they kind of flash back to his origin? Uh, it's under the Red Hood. Under yeah. the Red Hood. That's one. Mm-hmm. I know Red it's One. It's an animated movie, and they talk about a no, guy no, 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 no. I'm not talking about the animated movie. In the Killing Joke, don't they talk about oh, yes, Joker's dad specifically yes. and about how it all went down? Mm-hmm. But yes. but they kind of leave that ambiguous too. It's ambiguous, and then the animated and. I guess graphic novel under the red hood is about that too. It's about yeah. a down okay. on his luck comedian who mm-hmm. becomes all right, who ends up getting into some accident after. Yeah, he's a, yeah. he's a sap. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. Well, no, that's a good conversation. This yeah. is cool. It's great. So yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see what how they're going to do Mysterio and Craven and see if it's going to be Craven going against Mysterio. No, but they could no. do. They can't do. You that? know what? No, but they could do. Yes. Okay. So pitch it like this. 
Mysterio was a special effects guy. Yeah. Let's see that him and Cra- he's part of Craven's crew. Okay. Ah. And the TV crew. And they're going around doing all these things. And the whole time, Craven's a fake. Mm-hmm. He's never hunted anything because Mysterio's special effects Makes have made good, yeah. all this awesome stuff happen. CGI they that. go after Spider-Man as this, they go after Spider-Man together. And then he freaking just spoil, foils the whole thing. And then they become villains. Hmm. That is great. We well, should hopefully, hopefully they don't fuck it up. It's going to be hard visually to do it. I know that for sure. Yeah. How are they going to do Craven? Isn't he a really hard? No, uh, he's not. He's just a, a normal dude. He's, yeah, he's just a normal dude. He's, with just the, your, uh, he's a Russian. He's, with his the, name uh, is Sergei Kravenov. With the cheetah okay, vest. Okay. This oddly dressed villain has taken on Spider-Man numerous times simply to prove that he's the greatest hunter in the world. Welcome to WatchMojo.com. And today we'll be exploring the comic book origins of Kraven the Hunter. Nice outfit! Uh, don't tell me, you're a Leo, right? As with most comic book characters, there are often reimaginings and different versions to a character's past. We have chosen to primarily follow the storyline that unfolded in The Amazing Spider-Man number 15, and was expanded upon in Craven's Last Hunt, issue number 294. Sergei Kravinov is the half-brother of Dmitry Kravinov, also known as the Chameleon. Born into a Russian aristocracy that had come to an end as a result of the Bolshevik Revolution, Sergei and his sibling found themselves as orphans on the run. Unlike Dmitri, who turned his knack for mimicry into a criminal profession, Sergei trained himself to become the world's fiercest hunter due to his desire to regain his lost sense of nobility. Unlike other hunters, Sergei, known simply as Craven, sought purity in the kill. This means that he would use his bare hands, knives, and spears to defeat his targets, rather than resort to the use of ranged weapons such as guns or arrows. Becoming notorious and extremely wealthy, Craven soon stumbled upon a witch doctor that possessed a mystical potion, which grants superhuman abilities. Blinded by the need for a new sense of excitement, Craven stole the potion, developing superhuman strength, the ability to run at speeds up to 60 miles per hour, unflinching stamina, agility, uncanny reflexes, and reduced aging. Delving into the ivory and animal skin trade, years passed before Craven became bored of all the usual prey. Coinciding with his desire for a new challenge, his brother tasked him with hunting Spider-Man. Craven accepted the proposal, recognizing the crime fighter as the most dangerous game of all. Underestimating Spider-Man's resourcefulness, the maniacal game hunter was regularly defeated and overcome with frustration. As a result, he slowly lost his sanity and eventually resorted to using a gun to defeat his quarry. Shooting Spider-Man, he unwittingly buried the hero alive before developing a new obsession. This consisted of transforming himself into an even greater Spider-Man than his fallen adversary. Donning a black version of the Spider-Man costume, Kraven sought out and captured Vermin, one of Spidey's minor enemies. Meanwhile, Spider-Man dug himself out of the grave and confronted his deranged impersonator. Proclaiming that his hunting days are over and that he had achieved everything that he desired, Craven ended his own life. Despite this event, the character was resurrected by his wife, marking his return as a regular foe of Spider-Man. Yeah, so he wears the pelts of, uh, of his of his prey. Mm-hmm. Craven is a normal guy. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking of um, who's the other one that looks like Venom? Carnage. Carnage. I'm sorry. Carnage, I was Carnage, of Carnage. visually is going to be Carnage is going to be really tough to do. Yes. Yeah. yeah not Craven. Carnage. No. no. Carnage is just going to be massive blob and teeth of, of and CGI. Just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah but, just, no, but the CGI wise, and then yeah, hopefully the they can make it, yeah. make it smooth. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of Spider-Man, we have our first kind of uh, initial reactions to the film. Uh, Cinema Blend's own Sean O'Connell, who not only praised the Spider-Man movie Homecoming as the best of the webbed wonders movies yet but also called it his favorite MCU movie ever. 
Wow. Yes. So that's his first or his first tweet was also was also Hashman Spider Man Homecoming gets it right. It gets all right. It's the greatest, funniest, and most exciting Spidey movie. A total home run. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jermaine Loosner, who watched it, Spider Man Homecoming is a blast. It has an innocence that differentiates itself from all the other MCU movies, but plenty of fun and spectacle too. As a sucker for Easter eggs and connections to the larger MCU, Spider Man Homecoming is the best two hours of my year. So many, and I loved it. Huh. So great news. Great initial reaction for Spider Man 2. Awesome. I'm very excited for this. And this comes out next two weeks from now. Two weeks from now. Oh, gosh. It's going to be good. You're very excited, huh? Oh, I'm, I'm jumping so out pumped. of my seat. Yeah. You're so pumped right now. Can't wait to get Boo's reaction. Boo. Buddy, boo. Fake it, man. Just fake it. Please. Fake it till you make it. I have nothing to hide. All right. So in addition to all the all these upcoming movies that are coming that are so great, there's one movie that stands alone on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. and it has been getting some ridiculous, ridiculous scores and reviews. It currently is running at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, It's about 40, 40 reviews in, so not a huge sample, but it, the samples are unbelievable. Baby Driver is the movie. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable reviews. And the synopsis of Baby Driver, Driver, after being coerced into working for a crime boss, a young getaway driver finds himself taking part in a heist doomed to fail. Okay. So the trailer looks amazing. Sounds great. Sounds great. Soundtrack's going to be unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And we are going to play a little edited version of the trailer because I didn't want to put a three minute, three minute trailer on mm-hmm. where it's all visuals and mm-hmm. you guys just hear cars and guns. So <laughs> I kind of edit it so you get it a minute and 13 kind of about how it feels, you know, kind of a little flow of it. So here is the trailer to Baby Driver. So here's the thing. I'm looking at some of the country's finest thugs and, of course, young Mozart in a go-kart over there. People love great bank robbery stories, so let's give them something bold and brazen as to talk about over their lattes. What's he listening to? Let me say. Tequila! This shit is bananas, dog. Tequila. Well, aren't you the lucky one? That's right. You tell him, baby. Some Oscar shit right there. You're damn right. What the? All right. So that was your baby driver trailer preview teaser. Now, if you haven't seen this thing, it is pretty amazing. The visuals are great. Mm -hmm. The action looks amazing. The dialogue looks unbelievable. And it is coming from a director who is known for directing The Shaun of the Dead. Oh, that's Edgar right. Wright. And, uh, and Hot Fuzz. And Hot Fuzz. That's right. That's right. So this is coming in with tons of accolades, and it looks like it might be the sleeper movie of the year. Yeah, Did, this, didn't you say a couple of things that like you wanted to see this badly? Yeah, the, I, I think this and um, uh, War for the Planet of the Apes, I think Ooh. those two movies are going to be the best not um, – 
DC, Marvel, Disney movies coming out this year. I, I think this movie is going to be great, and I think that one's going to be awesome. So yeah, so I, I'm really looking forward to these uh, or to that movie. So am I. I. I can't wait. And there's multiple trailers, guys. If you, there's like four or five different trailers. I showed you the tequila one. So um, all of them are pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. They're all pretty great. So what do you think about this, Les? Are you excited about Baby Driver? Yeah, I am. Uh, it's got a video game kind of feel to it. Ah, uh, that's true. Like it does. A, it does. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto kind of. That's a good point. Just going to be a romp. Just going to be fun. Um, just crazy action. Zipping around left, right, up, down. That's mm-hmm. pretty much how all these movies are now. Even Transformers, which we there said we, we go weren't going to talk about. Uh, look at that. It rears its ugly head again. Car chases. And you know what? That's always a good thing. It's always going to be a part of a movie. Anytime you want to make a great action movie, just have an awesome car chase and just cars everywhere zipping mm-hmm. around and this guy behind the wheel doing all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. So, and not only that, the dialogue seems very Tarantino-ish to me. Yeah. And, yes. uh, and, uh, some pretty good actors. There's Kevin Spacey, John Bernthal, John Hamm, Jamie uh, Foxx, Jamie Foxx. No, yeah. You just get this ensemble of cast together and just say, okay, we're going to just have fun. Yeah. Just make a movie that looks like it's a lot of fun. Samuel Jackson on it, is he? Yeah, he will be. He'll pop out. Yeah, he'll pop out somewhere. Pop out. Motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucking baby driver. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's got like a John Wick kind of feel. Mm-hmm. It does. Not with minus the gunplay, but it's just you're going to look and you're just going to go from minute one to the final minute. You're just going to be like, like and you're going to get some gunplay. That was trailer, a ride, yeah. There's a lot of gunplay in the trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so like yeah, it's intimate, gonna... intricate. Yeah, I, I can't. When is that thing coming out? It's coming out soon. This Wednesday. This, this, this week. This Wednesday. Well, Baby Driver? Yep. Yeah, well, this is not pointy that we just did a little thing on it. Well, this week, yeah, check it out. I'm sure we will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're definitely going to see it. All right, let's get into some Walking Dead. <laughs> So we're going to spoil the Fear of the Walking Dead pretty badly, and we're only going to talk about it for like five, ten minutes. Nah, let's just say like ten minutes max. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't been watching Fear of the Walking Dead and you are going to watch it, then we're going to spoil it. So on five, four, three, two, one, Michonne and Rick are on Fear of the Walking Dead. <laughs> just kidding. Just from what I've seen so far, it's better than last season's, in my opinion. Yeah. And last season was better than season, season one. Prior, yeah. So we are going in a positive direction. Mm-hmm. And they did something in this season that I didn't think they were going to do. So ever. M- ever. Yeah. So much so that I actually had to look it up because I thought. Why? Yeah. I thought there was no way they did it. I thought it might be a dream or I might thought. I thought. I don't know. I didn't know what I thought. They kill off. I remember if you don't want to be spoiled, do not listen. They kill off a character that's equivalent, in my opinion, to. Daryl. Daryl or Rick. Daryl or Rick. Daryl yeah. or Rick. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Easily a, a leader for sure. Yeah. yeah. Was it yes. the, the top three in the group? There's Madison, Travis, and Nick. And Travis, out the fucking door. Yeah, and Travis, to me, was number one. Yes, he no, was Nick, number Nick one. is the reason why I watch the show. He's yeah. really good. He's a great actor. Yeah, yeah. His, his character plus, we met him in Rosarito. And Rosarito. Yeah, nice guy. yeah, exactly. But Travis was the second reason that this thing is even working. And then, yeah, and then, and then, what is it? Throughout the show, he's gotten more and more badass and better and better of a character. And the way in the, the last, like, before he dies, that scene yes. where he's in the pit with, like, 40 zombies, kills them all. Yeah. Kill, and you only see him kill about 20 of them, and then they come back, because that's how he dies. He gets bitten, but he hides it. But he's killed all the zombies in the pit. 
in a with like a cinder block or whatever whatever his bare hands his bare fucking cinder, hands yeah, whatever he can find yes, yes. He, he's rivaling like rick and daryl awesome moments here and i was like holy shit this guy's a fucking stud yeah. and then yeah does, no yeah. he he gets done dirty what I noticed is, I guess they're trying to go into try to show two different directions that you can react to this whole situation. And Madison is playing the calculating. Mm-hmm. I got to play this political thing. She's uh, she's doing the whole Carol thing. Yes, I honestly thought they were going to kill Madison off. She's doing this like oh, yeah. she's doing this. Okay, we found this. Let me manipulate my way through this. Let me manipulate my way through that. Travis's was whole thing was is I have to start doing things I have to do to survive. Yeah. Just like Rick got into biting people's throats out to fucking survive. <laughs> to get, make sure his group sees oh, yeah, another fucking awesome, day. Yeah. Travis was doing those things. Mm-hmm. Travis had a switch flip and he realized there's only one way, or not so much one way, but there's certain ways you're going to have to go and you're going to have to get brutal to get mm-hmm. through things. People were being brutal and they did him. I think they did him dirty. I don't yeah. think he should have gotten killed. I all. don't think so either. Yeah. He went through a lot of shit. I think and then he went through a lot of things. Like that? That's ridiculous, man. To get just overwhelming odds in the first place and then to make it to what he... And then the, what I don't like, actually, is we're getting all these different versions of villains. So we're getting all these, like, I, I guess I, I'm just going to say, like, versions of, like, the governors. Oh, yeah. You know, we're just running to, like, a group of people and this person's mm-hmm. just a freaking... Already has a screw loose and is just doing stupid, inhumane shit to people. Yeah. And you're just like... Really? Already? These mm-hmm. fucking assholes out here already like that? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that part I don't like, but you got to have something. It is definitely better than the first two seasons. I like how it's giving us and it's setting a precedent for The Walking Dead. Even though this is based in this uh, offshoot of the show and offshoot of the stories and the books and all that stuff, it's giving it's laying the groundwork for what the world is is gradually descending into yeah see and that's yeah and 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 that's one thing i like about this show is that it sped up the process of showing that my group needs to survive where rick was trying for like four seasons to be still a good person still be a cop when he eventually says no fuck it my group needs to survive Fuck your group. I yeah, and my group. It's all to, about family and exactly. protecting your own. Yeah, so so I'm glad that they sped up that process because that, that's one of the best things. It's because it's us versus the world, and which which is a really great part of the show, or the well, the Fear of the Walking Dead and Walking Dead as well, where you know it's it's the it's the not the zombies aren't aren't the real big issue. It's the rest of the people that are left. It's always that's always the yeah. main focal point, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, no, and I like how. The where this is going, I like that it's very the second or third episode. It reminded me of Lost a little bit, especially with the little commercial they did. That was all oh, for the guys. Yeah, uh, it was very lost. Hideaway Ranch. Yeah, yeah. very lost. It was like Dharma Initiative mm-hmm. kind of feel to it. So I, I like that a lot. I, I like the tone of it this year. I just didn't think they should have killed Travis off. No, and but I you know what? Big balls to them for doing it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And but I think in in this I don't. You're gonna need two guys. This, the Walking Dead has proven it. You mm-hmm. need a Rick and you need a Daryl. Mm-hmm. You need it. You had Shane. You had Rick. Mm-hmm. We know what happened there. You're always going to need two Shane people. Shane is dead? You, wait, Shane died? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you even had Abraham there. He oh, was part of it. Man. Horrible what happened to him. But you always have to have two. And Travis and Daniel were those two guys in this uh, season. Oh, yeah. And Daniel's So what they've done is is they've gotten rid of Travis, which means 
Daniel's gonna be the only badass of the group, and he's old. Wait, who the fuck was Daniel? Oh, Daniel. Yes. Daniel. Oh, yeah, what yeah. a great, great actor. Yeah, yeah. and then Ruben and then, Ruben and then is yeah, and great was musician, it. actor, everything. Yeah, ran ran for Panamanian uh, uh, the presidency in Panama. Yeah, he ran for and then yeah. uh, what is it? Um, and I was afraid because it was a solo episode again. You know, it was. There was, there was, was Brandon, really but at towards the end, but the, and he did a fantastic job. What yeah, a, this that was, was actually a great. By the way, I'm glad Brew yeah. brought this up. That episode might have been one of my favorite Walking Dead episodes in either. Yeah. Uh, shows and the ending was fantastic. What a great episode! And then and then the uh, the what they called the episode one hundred. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. That was cool because because yeah. it, it tied in with the ending, and then you're like. This is awesome. You literally counted. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah you're waiting. 95, 96. Yeah. Oh, and there's 100. There's 100. <laughs> yeah. So that was great. People, you should be watching it. If you're a Walking Dead fan, I know the first season wasn't that great. Second season got a little bit better. This season has been very good. Mm-hmm. So please No, and it's watch a good it. holdover. Let's and just be real. Yeah, it is. It's a very good, good holdover point. until all of our other... Because we got something on the horizon. Oh man, less than do. a month. Wings do. of a dragon. Less Spe- well, speaking of that, nice segue there. Buddy, da, we da, definitely da, da, have da, da. <laughs> we definitely have a preview to play. Game of Thrones season seven. Their last preview dropped four days ago, so let's listen in. Don't fight in the north or the south. Fight every battle everywhere. Always. In your mind. For centuries, our families fought together against their common enemy, despite their differences. Together, we need to do the same if we're going to survive, because the enemy is real. It's always been real. When the snows fall and the white winds blow, the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives. Okay, so that was your epic, epic season seven trailer. We get to see all kinds of cool stuff. It is going down, like I said in the other trailer. You know, this is like three weeks away. Cannot wait. Mm. We got to figure out a way to watch it and do a instant reaction mm-hmm. show, right? Yeah. I wonder, if, yeah. We, I wonder <laughs> if we should like just do a regular podcast and then do like a 15 minute mini episode mini episode mm, just just the game of snippet portion. why not make it hard snippet? put out every week fuck mm. that would be hard to do but maybe we can do it i don't know we'll talk about that yeah we'll talk about that. maybe also have a instant reaction show and get everybody on set up an appointment book well not an appointment book <laughs> no 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 no. People on. no we'll do a live chat on skype that's true and Ooh. record it and we'll talk to everybody's and get their reaction and see what they think and we can go from there. That might, that might be good for the snippet. Have our regular episode, then have the the Game of Thrones yeah. where everybody's yeah. on and talk about it for like a good 30 minutes. 30 minutes, yeah. That would be, well, maybe that's something we can, we'll see. We can dabble into. 
But uh, very excited. Any uh, new things that you saw in this trailer that you're excited about? Less? No, nothing new. Just I'm excited. I'm mm-hmm. already just short and sweet. I'm ready to go. I love, the, to I love the violin music. It's just it's just oh, the, the classical music's it, going yeah. and you see all the fucking. What's oh, the, the what's the guy's name? The Ramin Jawadi? Or, yeah, the yeah, composer. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing, isn't he? You know he does uh, the John Williams thing, where they do. He does. Oh yeah, they no, they're on they tour. Have, they're, yeah, they're, Game of yeah. Thrones all over the place. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, they go on tour. They they sell out arenas. It's yes. it's a beautiful thing that they're doing. And it's on tour right now. That's cool. Yeah. How about you, Boo? You, you, you like the first trailer better than this I one. I did like the first one better than this one, but you know, it's you know, I, I get to see parts of Game of Thrones, so whatever it is, I'm happy to see it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like less, yeah. I just want it. Yeah, let's just make it happen already. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, three weeks can't come soon Man. enough. So get ready, people. Game of Thrones season seven. It's coming to a head, y'all. It's going to be a lot of home cooking going on. Oh, <laughs> Nobody's yeah. going anywhere on Sundays. Yeah. Home cooking? I thought, oh, I thought you meant the dragons are going to do some home cooking. Let's talk some Star Wars news. So this is like a big spoiler. Like when Han Solo was young, was he Pakistani? Because like, <laughs> I'm Pakistani. I will say if you don't cast me in this, you're racist. <laughs> never tell me the odds. How's that? I'm really good at like just never hearing the odds. So, like the odds. Are- no, never tell me the odds, dude. Some shit went down. Some shit. Yeah. Some shit, Some went, shit down. went down. Holy well, shit, shit went down. Holy shit, shit went down. Now, by the time you're listening to this, obviously you've probably heard all kinds of different articles, read news articles, listened to podcasts about what went down. Guys, I know that Johnny and Hawes did an episode last week on Rogue One, Cha-ching. Which, was, Cha-ching, which was one of my favorite episodes that i've heard from their vault of episodes uh because they talked godfather and star wars so that <laughs> yeah was, that was, was a great, so great combination that was, that's a really good listen so listen to that they pretty much the whole story and the story that we're talking about is oh my lord you get that oh, oh that's my good. lord you got that's that good variety reported this last tuesday not this tuesday last tuesday that phil lord and chris miller have been axed from the han solo standalone film fired was the word fired, axed, and eighty sixth, eighty sixth, fired, sixty sixth, order sixty six. Oh, Damn. Donald Trump style. Yeah, you're, you're fired. fired. You're fired. Oh, yeah. So obviously the the directors of Twenty One Jump Street, a Lego Movie, have been replaced with the famous great Ron Howard, who mm-hmm. has made some great movies. And he's made some shit movies. Yeah. I guess we can't complain about Ron Howard. I'm surprised that Kasdan himself didn't take over mm-hmm. and finish up his movie. So there's all kinds of different rumors and speculations on what happened. I know I listened to Jason Ward's uh, Now This Is Podcasting, and they were talking about they like their actors to improvise. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, if you have one of the most famous writers in history of film, if yes. wrote and penned Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. yes, including his crazy resume of other, other movies he's done, and you have a script there and you have your actors improving and improvising things and not going by the script, that's mm-hmm. going to make some people pretty pissed off. It's going to make the writer especially pissed. Yeah. <laughs> and the writer that's done some great work and is is pretty much a staple in Star Wars family. You know what I mean? Wouldn't that be like movie. having Sorkin write you some stuff and then just throwing it out the window? And you say, Fuck exactly. It. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like Aaron Sorkin wrote the next Star Wars movie and the guy just said, "No, we're not going to really use this stuff. We're just going <laughs> to." Yeah, go. we're performing Shakespeare, but we don't need we don't need that. We don't need we're you. Good. Yeah, we're good. yeah. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. So this is a big deal. This is a big deal. A person who, with knowledge of the production, okay, not obviously nameless, said that the chemistry between the directors and Kenny was never right. It was a culture clash from day one. 
the source said. She didn't even like the way they folded their socks. <gasps> the source said that while Lord and Miller were supposedly hired for their vision and distinctive brand of filmmaking when it came to the Star Wars production, Kennedy did not approve of their shooting style and process of interacting with actors and crew. To me, interacting with actors and crew is not just them talking and how they talk and how they directed to them, but also the improvising. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. There. That's the real big point there, yeah. They weren't given the leeway to do what they had to do, the source said. The, du the duo also clashed with Kasdan, who has been an integral creative part of several Star Wars movies dating back to 1980 and Empire Strikes Back. Like Kennedy, he questioned many of the pair's directing choices. Damn. Okay, mm -hmm. The source says, Kathy, her team, and Larry Kasdan have been doing it their way for a long time. They know how the cheese is made, and that's how they want it. It became a very polarizing set. So here is the statement from Kennedy and Lord. Unfortunately, our vision and process weren't aligned with our partners on this project. We normally aren't fans of the phrase creative differences. For once, this cliche is true. We are really proud of the amazing and world-class work of our cast and our crew, said Lord and Miller. So that was their statement. That was very classy. I, I'm glad they did it like that. I was yeah, afraid. They didn't I spit any venom. I was afraid that they leave they, bitterly. Yeah, they were gonna you know do, do something a little catty or childish. And I'm glad that they they went out like like men. Yeah, they did. They did. And uh, Kennedy's statement was: Phil Lord and Christopher Miller are talented filmmakers. Oh. Yeah, who have assembled an incredible cast and crew. But it's become clear that we had different creative visions on this film, and we've decided to part ways. So you know, classy for her too. Amicable. Mm -hmm. Amicable. She said, "Get the fuck out." Yeah, exactly. So Ron Howard is in. Yeah. Ron Howard is in. He, he had a statement. I'm beyond grateful to add my voice to the Star Wars universe after being a fan since May 25th, 1977. I hope to honor the great work already done and help deliver on the promise of a Han Solo film, which is cool. Yeah. And Bob Iger had something to say. TMZ cornered Bob Iger. <laughs> of course. Mm, yeah. Of course. And they asked him, is the movie in peril? Is it, is it in trouble? And he said, first of all, we have a great cast. We have a great script. And I'm very excited that we have a great director. It's going to be fine. I'm very excited. And he's right. Yeah. It's going to be fine. What do you guys think about this? Who is going to be promoting this thing at all the cons and stuff? It's going to be Ron Howard sitting there? Does Ron Howard take this thing and try to make it his own? Or is he trying to massage it enough that Kasdan and Kennedy like what they see? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. is, is it going to have a Ron Howard feel to it now? Is it going to – is 90% of the movie allegedly is done? Yeah, it was 89.3% like, yeah. of our production percentage Ex point. Yeah. Exactly. Does he Wait go a minute. Back? They got that far in that the far Yeah, that far in. Well, the rumor is that this Kennedy and Kasdan and even Iger might have seen like a, like a final kind like of rough, rough cut. cut rough cut of it. And yeah, it was – they didn't like it at all. Allegedly. And I'm just – throwing out that stuff i've read here and there so does that push release back no see that's the interesting no. point is that they have not pushed release back and there's only so much you can do from here till then so so what i was thinking about that is that they can't change too much they you know maybe, maybe they can jumble a couple things around they can do some reshoots but the movie that that lord and miller made that's the movie we're gonna see so does that means basically there's probably gonna be some pivotal points that they shot where that are gonna stay Ron Howard's going to have to come in and say, they're going to say, okay, Ronnie, we want this done. Mm -hmm. And he's going to have to make it happen. Yeah. But what's interesting is if they had all these guys unprof stuff, how are you going to go back and change what they said? Like the script is not what's coming out of their mouths, allegedly, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So how, you got to go back and reshoot those scenes? You can just insert the dialogue, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, but that's... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how this is going to go down. Yeah. This is going to be interesting. Yeah. I hope it works. See, but uh, but I'm not nervous. Some people, uh, other people are, are nervous about this. I think it'll be fine. Like uh, like they said that Kathleen Kennedy and Kasdan, they make the cheese, and you know what? The cheese tastes fucking great. They make some really good fucking cheese. There is no fucking drummer better than Neil Peart. It ain't easy being cheesy. And they've been doing this and they're successful. So I have I have no concerns. It's kind of shocking and odd. It really is. And even uh, Lord and Miller were shocked. They said that we were shocked when we got when we were told the news. So that that kind of scares me a little bit. But I think I, I think the movie will still be great. I think it'll still do well. I, th- I think it'll be a an okay transition with Ron Howard. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. I'm I'm praying. I'm that thinking he'll he'll be at least able are... to just say, "What do you guys want here? Yeah, what do you guys want here? Mm-hmm. Let's work on this part here." Yeah, yeah I, I think I'm he'll sure, be very, very. I'm sure that there's certain points where they're like, "Okay, this is good. This is good. We don't like this. Let's switch this around. Let's fix it. This is good. This is good. This is good, and move on from there." Let's see if that can happen. You know, Ron Howard's only done one space movie. That was Apollo 13, 13 which is so, good. He's done science fiction kind of fantasy, did Willow. I think they got the right guy to make it a comfortable transition. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not somebody that's coming to come in there and polarizing like Oliver Stone or something <laughs> who has this crazy style of filmmaking or even Tarantino. Oh, who has this great, so it's not going to be like that. And I know Ron Howard is a big fan of this franchise, the Star Wars franchise. He literally actually saw it on opening day when it first came out. And then he went back in line right after he got out with his wife. And saw it again. And saw it again. That's waited, cool. waited four hours and saw it again. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I read that the other day. So he's very excited about it. It's always good to have fans doing it. But you know what sucks is these guys were so, so energetic and so enthusiastic about the film during Celebration. Uh, not last year, but the year before, I think mm-hmm. it was. Now, I was so pumped up. Yeah. They had the right directors. They had mm-hmm. the right writers. And they had the right actors. Yeah. Well, but, I think it, it it is what it is. It's a culture clash. It is. You have, like o- you old said. Old school versus new school. Yes, old school versus new school. It's, and it's like, no, no, no. You're not about to bring that up in here. It's regular Coke and new Coke. Yeah, you're not doing that here, buddy. And yeah, that's probably. Does this hurt them going forward trying to get new young, directors? young new directors? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would be terrified. Yeah. I would be terrified if, if Kathleen Kennedy came up to me and said, I want you to direct this next movie. How is she going to interact with me? Is she going to like what I do? If she doesn't like what I do, guess what? I'm out the door. Which is something that would scare the shit out of me because I'm here to make a movie. Not I am I am your employee. That that does make sense, but I'm supposed to make a product. And if you know if if you're not happy with a couple of things about it or more, you're gonna just all right, tell me to get the hell out. That yeah, and ninety nine percent done, and ninety mm-hmm. percent done, and get the hell out. Yeah, that which which is like like uh, like they said they were shocked, and yeah. it is shocking for you to get that far into a movie, and then somebody tell you to leave. Yeah, wow. I guess you have to toe the company line. I mean, no. If Kathleen exactly. Kennedy and Kazan are telling you to do something their way, maybe you need to listen. I know you want to be creative and do your own thing. But this isn't some kind of indie film that your film you're making, right. you know. It's this not the, 21 Jump Street. This is yeah, the, it's not Lego yeah, Movie. The biggest franchise on the planet. Yeah. yeah. And it's a big deal for them to take a character that's so beloved with a new actor trying to portray him. And if you fuck oh, this up. that's right. Yeah, you cannot yeah, you fuck, fuck this, this up. up. It's, it's, it's over. Yeah, yeah. This is potentially, in my opinion, going to be a franchise in itself. In my it's opinion. No, and it's going to make or break or at least give them give the studio the confidence to do this with other characters. 
Right. This is their first. Right. They're tipping. They're putting. They're putting their toe into the pool. Well, yeah. Think about. It, think about it. this. Com- this comes out, and Lando is so well received. Like, let's just say, for example, Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Okay, the movie wasn't. Uh, it was successful uh, financially, but critically, and people didn't like it as much as you would think. But everybody said Harley Quinn was awesome. She was amazing, so much yeah. so they're making a f- another movie out of this. So. This could be not only a three-movie deal for Han Solo. It could be a Lando film, too. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Knock on wood. I hope it's great. I'm praying that it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. The actors they got are great. And uh, we will just wait and see on this one. Yeah. Some people are saying how cool it would have been if Lucas stepped in, finished it. I would have liked that, actually. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. I Most people would have. that. Yeah. yeah. Now, we have some episode nine news. Which episode? This Han Solo movie has been getting so much pub. The director's pub. been fired. No, mm. uh-uh. there are people asking for that actually because there's there's some controversy with Colin Trevorrow lately with the Book of Henry and how some of his movies have been kind of uh, not well critic or not. Well, this one got annihilated critically, but also he has uh, sexist kind of overtones in his films, ah. which is interesting. We won't get into that, but we will get into how he was dealing with Carrie Fisher's death and how mm. that kind of structured the film. So Colin Trevorrow recently spoke to the Irish Examiner in order to publicize the poorly reviewed film Book of Henry, but all roads led to Star Wars as he eventually opened up about Episode 9 and how Episode 9 would honor Carrie Fisher. This is what he had to say. She had a major role in the film and is something we had to deal with emotionally at first. Now we've had to deal with it very practically, in practical ways and in form of storytelling we know is going to honor her and keep her soul alive. But it is an unfortunate reality that we're just going to have to handle. She was going to be a huge part of episode nine. And now they have to go back and try to figure out how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate. And there's another, there's something else I like to talk about is the Carrie Fisher's autopsy came out. Uh, that's and right. we're not going to get into all the stuff that was in her system when she passed away, unfortunately. But people just need to stop going on Twitter and <laughs> talking shit. Mm-hmm. I've read a bunch of things about her and things that were in her system and you know what she passed away she passed away unfortunately rest in peace rest in peace for something give her some peace and some respect going through what was in her system is not going to make it better for us not going to make it better for her family Mm -mm. and she never was someone that hid those things no people relax stop going at it and stop worrying about what was in her system when she passed away. It's not news anymore. No. Respect her body of work. Honor her by putting up tweets that are encouraging and, and, and respectful and stuff like that. So I just want to throw that out there Absolutely. because it just pisses me off. Mm-hmm. No, and they do that to everybody. Yeah, it's ridiculous. All, all of our... What's the difference? All of our greats are dead, pass away, and then all of a sudden an autopsy comes out and Prince had heroin, you know, opioids in his system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It happens. There's no reason like, to defame somebody when they're already gone. They're yeah. gone. Yeah, like, they're dead. Let them Unless die. there's some yeah. kind of malice or some kind of de- happen in a way where yeah, like, some uh, fishy business. Yeah, right? like with Michael Jackson and yeah. his doctor. See, that's oh, no. The, and they hunted him down. They're like, no, yeah. no, we're getting this guy. Yeah, that's the only way that makes sense. And that's the only way that that, that actually means anything. But if it's not the cause of death or it's not, uh, was it a, 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 a malicious thing happening, let the person die. You know, this is this is not good yeah. for their family. They right. have to deal with it. They have to deal with something that is ten times worse than oh no, she had drugs in her system. No, their family members dead. Let them grieve. Let them deal with that in peace. Yes, please, just peace. <sighs> in peace in the Middle East. <laughs> All right. So we are going to get into one 
email. No, we're gonna we'll do a voicemail. We'll do a voicemail. We'll leave some of the emails and other voicemails for next week, maybe. Mm, for sure. But we have a cool one from Richie, mm. which is great, and it's interesting. A little game that he wants us to play right now. So oh, this oh, oh. is Richie from Boston. What's up, Sith Heads? This is your buddy, Richie. Guys, I wanted to start this week, or have a voicemail this week, where we play a little game. So I'm going to call it Nerd Confessions. And here's here's what I want to know. Is there an embarrassing story? Do you have a bit of fandom that everybody loves that you just don't see or don't get or or never got into do you have a piece of nerd fandom that you hate is there a piece of nerd fandom that you absolutely adore that nobody might nobody would understand you almost like a guilty pleasure piece of nerd fandom so i want to hear something at least one thing from each of us and i'll i'll start with my own confession my nerd confession is a piece of fandom that I absolutely adore, that I never know whether or not I can bring up on any of my, you know, in any conversations. I fucking love Star Trek. Love it. I grew up watching the original series late at night with my dad. My dad's a cop. And he would come home in the summertime late at night and he'd sit up and he'd watch Star Trek. And I used to get up out of my bed when my dad got home and I would watch that fucking episode of Star Trek with him and then I'd go back to bed. I love Star Trek. When I was a teenager, I had like the fucking technical manuals and all that stuff. And I used to fucking comb through them and read them and get like the bridge layouts and the fucking, you know, what deck, where the fucking holodeck was and where this was. And like, I knew the fucking, the size of each ship relative to each other. I could still name, even to this day, probably half a dozen Starfleet, Starship, ship class. I just fucking loved, loved, and and still do, as a matter of fact, Star Trek. Love it. Um, My other nerd confession, really quick. I thought that after we got, you know, after the Tim Burton Batman, and then, you know, we got a couple in the late 90s, I thought the superhero movie genre was a little too played out. And I ignored it until much, much later. And I haven't seen, you know, I, I, I haven't seen X-Men. I haven't seen any of the Dark Knight movies. I, I haven't seen the Hulk. I haven't seen fucking Thor. I'm just now starting to get into the MCU. And my final, final nerd confession for this one particular voicemail, I have yet to see a movie in the theater in 2017, and it's bothering me. All right, guys, interested to hear your nerd confessions. Take care. Richie, thank you so much for that great voicemail and very cool uh, idea you had yeah. here. A little backseat taxi cab confessions <laughs> on the Sith list. I'm going to throw it to Les first <laughs> while I think about yes, what the hell I'm exactly, going to say. Exactly, yeah, I got to think about it. Yeah, All go right. ahead, Les. So. 
I do have a confession, and and I'm sure I'm gonna make a lot of enemies here. Oh, welcome to my world. I'm gonna make a lot of enemies <laughs> with this one. I cannot fucking stand Doctor Who. Oh okay. my god. Okay. I oh my god. Somebody has already slashed your tires. The fuck. I. What the hell is this deal, dude? I just. I'm. <laughs> I'm, I'm over it. You, you've, you've given. You've given it a shot. The doctor. I. You know what? No. Right away. <laughs> Right away, the well, whole that's not, concept. That's not cool. Fuck the doctor. You the haven't whole, watched an wow. episode. Uh, no, okay, and I well, will not, not cool. dude. You will have to strap me down and tape my eyelids open. And even then, I'll probably just try to bite my way out of shit. I I cannot stand <laughs> Doctor Who. I, I just don't. Ugh. And a ton. Of, you know what? There's all these Whovians out there and Whovians. Timey wimey. Oh, I cannot stand it. I'm sorry, people. I apologize, but I stand firm. I had a boy. He nothing to apologize the for. Doc. Okay. Well, what do you? What's something it's a that fucking you like? Telephone booth, dude. Yeah, I, Tardis, buddy. Tardis. Fucking an acronym. What's something that you like that people don't know that you might be a little embarrassed about? Um, say it. You can. You can. You can come clean here. I don't want to come clean. With do this. It. We won't. We won't. There was a point where I. This is a safe space. No, but there was a point where I actually. Ah, damn it. Uh, <laughs> there was a point where I actually... Is, does this have to be geek or just anything? Well, ah. if you have a geek one first. <laughs> Let's do the geek one first. I played with my G.I. Joes until I was 18. Wait, wait a minute. You played with them? Like, I would Set buy two out. G.I. Joes. I'd buy one to keep in the package, and I'd buy the other one to play with. Okay, now, but, but describe your playing. Like, I would ha- set up scenes and, like, do stupid shit with them and make the noises and all that stuff. That's like, not bad. That's so not 18, too bad. I'd, too I bad. played with Legos till I was 18. That's not bad. Yeah, but Legos, you're building, you're doing your thing. Yeah, that's constructive. No, I, that's like, mindful. legit, like, that's not bad. did a Cobra Commander voice, and then I had... Oh, okay, wait, 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 brothers were like, what the hell are you doing, man? You, I'm you Commander. Fuck up. You did a Cobra Commander voice? I had Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, it was everything. Man. Cobra you play, I want you to play... Can you play out a scene for us Please. right now? No. Oh. No. Right, I'll work on that. That'd be, that'd be great theater. We'll have Emily Lynn write a novel... Like a, an, an erotic, erotic, an erotic fan fiction fan with G.I. Joe, Cobra, Cobra Commander, and uh, and I'll tape I'll and tape the, less uh, filming. Uh, who is the metal face guy? Um, Destro. Uh, yes. 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 <laughs> they, they have a night alone in the uh, Cobra Commander lair. Oh, I think funny. Robot Chicken has done everything they can <laughs> with uh, G.I. Joe figures. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, okay. All right. Well, I'm definitely going to try to get you to do a visual live G.I. Joe playhouse for us. A, puppet, a little puppet show? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, Bill. You know, this is an interesting question. I really don't hate anything. Yeah, I agree with Les. I don't get uh, Doctor Who. I really don't. Not, not that I hate it. I just I don't understand the appeal. There's nothing that I really There's dislike. something that you don't watch and you don't like at all that uh, millions of people do. Yeah, there's Spider-Man. But it, no, it's, no, 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 it's not Spider-Man. Like, no, not Spider-Man. Harry Potter. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, that see, yeah, it, see, Harry Potter as a kid was cool, and then I was, I got older, and I expected everybody else to move on from it. Yeah, everybody just stuck with it. I was like, and then there's they've created a whole Harry Potter you know world now, which doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, so that's true. Yeah, there's I I, I guess I dislike Harry Potter more than Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. So there's that, and then something embarrassing. Uh, what is it? It's not really that nerdy, but I really did enjoy the Powerpuff Girls on uh, Cartoon <laughs> Network. 
I thought that was a great fucking show. Oh, there you go. That was your sugar and spice and everything nice. I don't that even was, know what that means, but that hey, was you're that's, clean wait, that's, it. Was it we're not that's what they're made X. out of. We're not going to judge you, but please, everybody like else, judge yeah, ingredient X, ingredient X, and then yeah. and then and then something, and then sugar and spice, everything nice fell into the cauldron, and then out of nowhere, three three little girls with superpowers pop up. Do you know their names? Oh man, do I Blossom, know their name? Blossom and Buttercup. Thank you. <laughs> How the fuck? How the fuck? <laughs> Thank you. Do you know that shit? Oh boy. Did you watch I've that had show? Cartoon Network on Boom. my television as background noise ever since it came on. My God. Thank you, Les. Thank you for being on my side. My favorite show there is... fucking Powerpuff Podcast. My favorite <laughs> show is The Venture Brothers. See, it was They're until badass. they got like past like season three, and then it just nope. started getting really fucking They're weird. so fucking badass. And I we can replace like, them. You can use them instead of Dr. Fucking Who. I'm done. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Um, Sorry, Mary Beth. So you did. Okay. All right. I'm trying to think. Something I dislike. I dislike. I really dislike the Power Rangers. I mean, really dislike the Power Rangers so much so that I don't want to know anything about it. Hater. Uh, yeah. I I don't like it. They copied Voltron from fucking everything about it. It looks fucking stupid. No. When they all got together, it looked like... Is that what they were trying to pull? Like, it looked really, really bad. Like When the, he transformed into the Megazord? Yeah. That's what they were trying to do? They were trying mm-hmm. to make it look like kind of like a Godzilla feel to it? Yes. Okay, well, they did a good job making it look shitty. <laughs> so, Power Rangers, go fuck yourself. And something that I liked. I watched the Animaniacs until I was like 22. That's not that bad. That's, that's not too bad. But something that's not geeky that I still watch, and then I really don't tell people that I watch it, I absolutely love America's Got Talent and American Idol. American Idol one's a little weird. Yeah, it is. I'm admitting it's weird, but I I love those shows. It's and right. the fact they're bringing back American Idol, you're pumped. Oh shit! Give me some more Seacrest. <laughs> Seacrest out? No, Seacrest he, in. He's everywhere. How could you not get enough of the man? He's on the radio. He's on yeah, TV. He makes I TV. I don't like his other shit. Like I don't oh. listen to his shows or anything oh, like okay. that. But American Idol. Yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to think of something that's geeky that I like that it's, you know, I never was hugely into Star Trek. I would watch the shows. So I, I like that. I have no problems with that. And, and, and Richie, that you shouldn't be or, like saying that that's a bad no, thing. Star Trek, Star Trek is great. Is, you know, yeah. forerunner for almost everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm trying to think, yeah, there's not much that I am pretty embarrassed about. I still like Star Wars. Yeah. Tremendously. Mm-hmm. I want to buy adult underoos. That's weird. I don't know. What are you doing? Like underoos. You know what underoos were? Underoos. No. Yeah, it had superhero ones. Yeah, superhero underoos or underwear like, that had. They're like tidy whities but they're superheroes. Yeah, yeah they oh, had. They were, yeah, you yeah. had Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Transformers. If 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 they made boxer briefs and yeah. with like superheroes on them, I'd be all over that. Oh, shit. Well, they do make those. Oh, they, they have them. Yeah, not, they have not boxer briefs, but you can get boxers. You can get boxers. Graphic. They can get, get boxer graphic. briefs like at Target. They have like, them. I like Walmart. Briefs. They have they're like thirty bucks, but you yeah, they're get. expensive. Holy <laughs> shit for fucking underwear! Yeah. yeah, it's not cool. Does it make my balls super or something? Jesus, uh, does your that's that, that's the title. See what you started, show. Richie? Do you see does what you that, started? Does it make my balls super? Yeah, do I, do I get super powered nuts or something? The only way that would happen is if you had Ant Man's power. Ant Man, Giant Man. Oh. <laughs> that would have been funny just a giant bulge scene just looking up like oh my god yeah <sighs> then you can have baby's brain oh oh my god 
Tread lightly, All right. fellas. So thank you, Richie. That was great. That, that was, was fantastic. Awesome. We really appreciate it. And it's something to think about and maybe talk about to for ask our guests this question every time. They yeah, come this is kind of a cool. good question. Yeah. So we're going to have next week, we're going to have Dominic Jones from Star Wars Underworld. And that's going to be great. Yep. I can't wait for that one. And we're going to have a couple of great shows after that. So we really appreciate you guys all tuning in. Get your iTunes reviews in. We really appreciate it. I saw there was more. Oh, so thank you, people, good. for doing thank that. Thank you so much, everybody. Yeah, that is awesome. Keep the it emails a lot. and voicemails coming. We will get back to those emails and voicemails next week. Thank you for listening. So this was episode number 46. Who are you to wave your finger? You must have been out your head. And we'll see you on episode 47 of The Sith List. I hold deep in muddy waters. You practically raised the dead. Rob the grave to snow the cradle and burn the evidence down. Soapbox house of cards and glass so don't go tossing your stones around. You must have been
Yeah.